We begin today's show with a public service announcement. Despite what you might read or see over the weekend, Josh Taylor is still the undisputed super lightweight world champion, regardless of Javonta Davis parading his belt around the ring last night. And with that out of the way, this is After the Bell. I'm Martin Dorman, joined again by Barry Jones and by Declan Taylor. We will come to Mr Davis in a while, but first let's start with Vasily Lomachenko, who returned to the ring for the first time since his defeat by Teofimo Lopez last year, he recorded a ninth-round stoppage against Masayoshi Nakatani. Uh, an impressive performance. Uh, Nakatani was down in the fifth round before the fight was then stopped, as I said, in the ninth. There was no slow start this time, Barry, from Lomachenko, as we saw against Lopez. He had to make a statement, I suppose, and, and he did that. Yeah, it is. No, he, he never starts fast. He always has a look at his opponent, but he, but also he didn't do that in the Lopez fight. But in this fight and previous fights, he still does enough to win the round. He just, you know, he, he just goes through the motions, wants to see what you has, and works up how he's going to work off that. And but he did that quite quickly. I think Nakatani, even though he was massive in reach and height, was the perfect opponent for Lomachenko. Really was because slow hands, the jab was too slow. And Lomachenko could work around that. Once you can see the punches come in, you're done for. And the the sublime movement around the body is is just a joy to watch. It really is. It, you know, it looked so easy that you could copy it. And you see all these kids down the gym copying it on the back and, and inspiring. But in a real-life fight scenario, it's practically impossible to do. And he does it at the highest level. It's just, it just I, know, and it's, he, I know he trains in his muscle memory. But just you know, that thought process so quick. To make that movement and do that move straight away, whatever's coming, wasn't whatever's coming at you against a naturally bigger guy, it's just fantastic. And now, hopefully, it looks like that we're going to get the the Lopez rematch, which I think will be the Lomachenko came back into it in the in the last stages of that fight, and he lost the fight, and I thought he lost it fair and square. Though a bad loser he was on the night, let's not forget that. But I still think that this second fight will be more competitive earlier on. So. Lopez will have up his game, but all in all, uh, last night was relatively an easy night for Lomachenko. And again, as always, he, he shone. I, I know Nakatani is not Lopez, Tech, but Lomachenko was, was insistent that last time he had the injury, he then had surgery. He's now saying he's all fine. Does last night in any way change your view of what happened back in October? No, it doesn't change my view of what happened in October. I think he got they got the sort of tactics wrong. I think it's quite an easy fight to assess, which we did back then. It was kind of, I think he was surprised a bit by the power of Lopez when he caught him sort of early on, particularly to the body and that. And he was a little bit cautious then. And then before he knew it, it was eight rounds, nine rounds down and he was out of the fight. And like Barry said, then he did switch it on a little bit. So then it, what it does slightly change my opinion of is what happens in the rematch because I was massive on, well, it's just going to be the same again. But really, if you think about it, if it picked up from where it, they left it, Lomachenko coming into it a bit more, having a bit more success, seemed to have figured out a little bit better what he was supposed to do with this big lump who punches hard and is actually reasonably elusive despite his size. Um, then, then we got a really interesting fight. I think Nakatani was just about the perfect opponent for him. He did catch him a few times. I was in Nakatani landed a few times to the body, particularly with the bolo, which obviously we've seen him get caught with before. Um, I just think with Lomachenko... Lopez sort of figured out that that lovely move that he does, obviously from his southpaw stance, where he lands a couple, often goes up and down, and then 
spins off to the right or rather steps across laterally to the right and then moves round his orthodox opponent. So, so he, they're sort of over his left shoulder where they can't see him. If you can nullify that particular move, which Lopez did based, basically on his size, then you've got a good chance of avoiding any real trouble. Nakatani just couldn't do it. And you saw the first knockdown, which was from up close, a really like really vicious, spiteful little sort of hook when they were really up close and that knocked him over. The second one sort of sent him tumbling as well. But I feel like Lopez might have his number in that sense. But it's an intriguing rematch if it happens. But it's one of them where it's not often you have this many questions about a rematch after seeing a first fight be that conclusive, which it was really when you think about it. I'm really interested to see what happens in the rematch and if the injury and if everything we were told was actually true or whether he just had a bad night. And I think he had a bad night and I think it was Lopez was a lot better than we thought. Um, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know who you boys would pick in that rematch because it'd be unfair to pick against Lopez, but then you see Loma's not finished, is he? If he was finished, he wouldn't have won that fight like he did last night and he's not, he's got plenty left in there. I think, I, I think he right. He looked great. He looked vintage last night. But again, it was an opponent to see. Again, you see, look at the size on the fellow, how big he was. But mm. anyone with slow hands and slow feet, it don't matter what weight you are. It's just easy pickings for Lomachenko. And I think, unless he has, unless he goes into Lopez next, unless he fights someone with a bit of hand speed, like hand and foot speed that Lopez clearly has, then we're not quite sure how he's going to react. I, these boxing guys were too big for him. But also, you, we can't harp on about that because he's been yeah. a lightweight now for, for a couple of years, I guess. And so I know it, it, it was out of necessity for looking for a bigger fight, of course. But that's, that's his, it was his choice. He wasn't forced to move up. He moved up for looking for greater, greater glory. But So he's a lightweight now. Even though he's not, he could probably still make super feather or, or maybe lower. But he is a lightweight. And those disadvantages are something that he's going to have to prove it. We never moaned about when Duran moved up from, from lightweight to welterweight, you know, and, and we just said, oh, this Duran, you know, he's doing it and, and, he's, and he's boxing naturally bigger people and being successful. And so is Lomachenko. So the Lopez-Lomachenko match, we can't use, you know, he's up against a naturally bigger guy because that's his choice. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Declan. I find it very difficult to pick a winner because it's almost impossible to pick against Lomachenko. It almost is. But then... Yeah. After watching that first fight, you know, Lopez won. Like he, you could, the other, like he came back into it in, in the end and made it a little bit closer than what, what it looked like it was going to be. But you know, and all that, if he started faster, well, if I could punch, you know, I would, you know, and or if I had, if I had a better chin and blah blah blah, then you know, people can say that he never started faster. And maybe because he was like you sort of alluded to, he was wary of the power of of, of Lopez. He, he got to commit to do with Lomachenko. He doesn't do all his movements outside. He does it in range. That's what makes him so good. That's why you panic. That's why he bullies you against the ropes. And that's why you, you get flustered because he makes you miss in range when you should be hitting stuff. Not, he doesn't dance around in, in distance. He's in distance to hit you back. And he moves close to the body. But against Lopez, he was wary of that because he got, he got clipped a few times. Not, on, not clean shots, but he felt the weight. And, and the natural size as well, he, he, was, he, was, he was tentative. And so Lopez did his job with that. Anyone who got more, anyone who's got more power or whatever, you make him feel your power early to make the guy tentative to do his work. And and I think Lopez, you know, tactically, more than technically, tactically, was brilliant on that night. Yeah, and if he'd started faster, Lomachenko, and and put a bit more into those first six rounds, he 
would have probably been more open and could have well got caught earlier and got hurt at some point. So he, yeah, he I think he did, yeah. I think he definitely felt the power and, and tried to just you know, you know make sure he was guaranteed. He was cautious. He was cautious because because of that. That's all. And so so Lopez might do that again to him. You don't know. But then also with Lomachenko being such a smart fighter, he you no know, to watch a fighter is one thing. To be in the ring and do a twelve rounds with a guy, then you know. You might go out, I think he can punch. Until you've actually been in with a puncher, that, that particular puncher, you don't know how hard he hits. And, and, and also the weight and the speed of the shot. Sometimes the, the weight is not a problem. So it's the speed and the accuracy of the punches that affect different people. So I think he, he'll, he'll know what he's, in with, what he's in with now. And I think he can plan accordingly. But then so can Lopez. No, I think his ring intelligence was massively underrated because he was a younger fighter who hadn't been in the same level as Lomachenko. So... No, but but they had, he boxed perfectly. I think he did everything. Didn't put a foot wrong all night. Lopez didn't try too hard to go for the finish. No, he, he was just he was patient with his work as well. So you know, there's there's two intelligent fighters there that are going to go head to head again. So it's a great fight. Hmm. And and, he, and you're right. It's, it's hard to pick a winner. He was young and reasonably inexperienced as well, Lopez. So what would he have learned in those twelve rounds? Loads probably. A bit like Fury against Klitschko, where he would have learned he learned so much in those twelve rounds. So he'll be a better fighter from it as well. So then how do that you bring that in when you're trying to make the pick? Yeah, so sure. The intriguing one is um let's just hope it gets made. Well they sort of shook hands in there, I think. Did Adam shake hands with, with Tiafimo mm. Lopez's dad and, and, yeah. and so they sort of verbally agreed the fight was gonna happen? We'll see, because many it's all down to many at the end of the day, of course. But it'll be a good fight on um what channel will that be on? Is it going to be yeah. some ridiculous yeah. channel that, that, that does a show boxing and, and we'll all have to pay £85 pay-per-view for it, probably. See if we can get it on here. Martin can put <laughs> it on. <laughs> yeah. Mart- Martin, do your job, mate. <laughs> I'll do my best. So, Teofimo Lopez, of course, has to first fight George Cambosis, mm. a fight which was supposed to take place last weekend. Now might not take place until September. But I believe what... Here, Lopez's dad has said that as long as the fight with Lomachenko is after that right away, um, so presumably early next year, then then they're in. Is it the right fight? For, I mean, obviously Lomachenko wants it for obvious reasons. Is it the right fight for Lopez, assuming he comes through next time? I, yes, I think you no. Know, he, he can avoid him because he's beat him and go on and go and go on go up the weight and box. Obviously, Josh Taylor is the fight that we all want to see, of course. But I still think it's a fight that. And he would really fancy that he won because he won the first fight. So you fancy you could do it again. And I think he'll get well paid out of it. You know, the Cambosis fight's perfect because it's a fight that, that I don't see any danger of him losing. And he can look at him and get that and just, you know, get the get any of the cobwebs off. It's a good warm-up fight for him. So, yeah, I think he, I think it is a fight I would take. And also, these fighters now, they're chasing greatness. To beat Lomachenko once is, is phenomenal. To beat him twice, to beat a guy of that stature twice, before you move up to box the, undis- the undisputed champion at the weight above, would be, you know, that's a Hall of Fame career right there. So uh, it's a fight I would take, actually. Really yeah, I, I'd agree. If you look at the other names around in that division as well, it's not like there's any that are really calling him out. To be honest, he's, ne- he's, he's always sort of not mentioned when they're, they're talking about Garcia and Haney and all that sort of stuff. He's almost like, the, not the forgotten man, but they, he's, he's clearly out in the cold. So yeah, I think Lomachenko's second win a second victory over him and then move on, probably move up, then, that, yeah, I'd, I'd do it. And like Barry said, you know, surely get a few quid out of that. I mean, he's got super rich after the Triller fight anyway. <laughs> and that's the problem with boxing, though. 
the best fight, the best fight in the division is frozen out. Yeah, it, it's that, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Because of what? Because the other three are on one particular station, so you just build a narrative that that guy doesn't exist. Yeah. It's, it's 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 ludicrous. But yeah, not with not with not with the other fella. The, the Davis gets called out, so it's it's a weird, it's a it's a weird thing. But I, I, I think yeah, I was the Lomachenko fight. No, that's 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 for me is still number one, number two in the lightweight division. So we yeah, we certainly want to see that again. Well, one fight that won't be taking place anytime soon is Javonta Davis against Teofimo Lopez, against Lomachenko, against Haney, against, you know, you name it. It won't be happening, but he is now, allegedly, possibly, a three-weight world champion after an 11th round stoppage of Mario Barrios. Also, last night, uh, Barrios was down eight, sorry, twice in the eighth round and then in the 11th and the fight was waved off. Let's let's touch briefly on the performance. To be fair, you know, Davis has, as I said, three weight world champion in theory. Last three fights have all been at different weights. No doubting he is a star, Barry. Oh, he is. He's phenomenal. And you know, the fact that he carried the power up with him is 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 really good news. And that's got that got him out of jail last night. I don't think he was it was a close fight. I don't think he, he always looked like he was sort of comfortable-ish, but he was having trouble with the jab, you know, and and if anything, last night proved that it was a good win against a good opponent. Let's be honest; it wasn't a it wasn't a world title fight. I can't I can't see that. It's ridiculous. But it was a good win against a good world class opponent. But he's too small. He's just too small. The fact that because you know, he was much better than Barrios, let's be honest, but struggled because of sheer size. The guy's smaller than me. If you can imagine, if that's possible, he's smaller than me. You know, and and. But he carried the power up. The power, no, the, the carry that up is is a real plus, which means that he will fight at this weight and he will be competitive. And he will beat people because you know, he has that just that star quality that whatever happens at some point he can get himself out of trouble. Which that's what happened last night in a fight that was didn't seem close to me when I was watching, but on the cards you knew it was close. And but yeah, once he knocked him down a couple of times and then and Barrios had rallied in the next round to his credit. That's how that's how courageous he was. But the right was on the wall, and he's a great finisher, and he really is. And he's also an underrated body puncher, is is Davis, and that was obviously in the end what what, what done, done the job. I was going to mention that deck. He he was very impressive to the body, and and as Barry said, that's yeah. how the fight was. Supposed. Yeah, he's he's always been. It's one of his major. Like it's it's often with a small guy like that, but then you've got a big lanky bloke with a big long body in front of you. It's absolutely manner from heaven for him, and it was a great fight. That's the thing. He's like, when you really look down the divisions, we're not, we haven't got that much box office. We haven't got that many actual exciting cr- potential crossover people. And he's one of them. Despite barely like breathing a word, he's so quiet and withdrawn, which is very, very unusual. Usually it's the big rash shouty people that get, but he's so exciting in the ring that he, he's just got that star quality. But the problem is it's going to be absolutely nullified by this like absurd sort of thing that they've got going on that Mayweather has insisted in that press conference that he's not fighting anyone on another network. It's going to be showtime only. And then you, then you look at the Barrios fight and you think, okay, was it because he's too ill disciplined to, you know, get inside 10 stone, probably a bit of that. And it's handy for him that he could, he didn't have to really cut like he would do. But then actually it's because actually there's a lack of opportunities. As soon as you have this, 
this rule that you're not allowed to fight anyone, you know, on another network or anything like that. And it's going to completely stifle his ability to become a proper superstar and have any sort of legacy. And Barry mentioned it off air that, you know, the sort of comparison to Adrian Broner. It's the same with Broner. If you look at for different reasons, but if you look at his career, if you look at his record, Broner, there's not any, you know, you'd struggle to name like five opponents, let alone five, you know, there's no real big, big wins in there. Not, not any superstars. And then, you worry about Davis. He's still only young, but what's going to happen over the next five years? Because there's so many people he could fight, and you just named a few of them that are on DAZN, that are on that are with top rank or anything like that. And if they're just straight up saying he's not fighting any of them, it's going to be a strange old career that he's going to have. Um, I don't know how long he's under contract. I don't know how he feels about it, how his coach Calvin Ford feels about it. It's a, it's a re- really weird situation. And do you know what the strangest thing about it? is we're not often told about these policies. Usually, Mayweather or he would be in that press conference going, yeah, I want Ryan Garcia, I want Lopez, they're bums, I want to fight him. At least they're just saying, no, we're not fighting anyone. We're not going to fight any of them. So we're not even going to worry about it. It's like, okay, well, then forget about it. Which is a perversely almost kind of refreshing that we're not being told one thing and then behind the scenes it's the other thing. Mayweather's just like, nope, not going to happen, sorry. And you only have to listen to Leonard Ellaby last week talking about, Davis and the policy they've got with him. It's not about being the best fighter. It's about being the biggest star. And I think they've just got it wrong. I think, I, th- I just feel like fighting Barrios and people like Barrios is not going to make him a superstar and it's not going to really cross over. And it's such a shame because he's got to be one of the most exciting fighters in boxing right now. And I just don't think he's going to get a chance to really prove it. Well, he, he hasn't, you know, he, he came over to... Uh, to London, yeah, and he looked absolutely fantastic. But then st- stalled for a while. You know, didn't see anything. Nothing really took after this, and and that's and that's the problem. Yeah. That's, that's the the fight, that Pedraza fight was so big for him, and that was years ago. It was so long ago. I think wasn't that on the undercard of the Gale against James the Gale against Badu Jack? The Gale's been retired for like three years. It was so long ago. It's ridiculous. Like you're right, but that that's that fighting at the copper box ages ago what's he been doing i was there ringside and I, i'm blown away i just thought Same. wow he was just unbelievable ringside and you know maybe there was just he sat behind me shouting or sat in front of me sorry shouting and screaming and but you just thought oh this kid's something special absolutely something special and, and i think he is something special but again this need to i'm the star people have to come to me is I don't think he's not a star. He's, he hasn't got that pulling power of, of a Mayweather where people have to you know, get on their knees and beg for the opportunity to earn big money. That's not going to happen with him. I just can't see it. He hasn't got the, as you've already said, he hasn't got that persona outside the ring to draw in because he's a he's a proper street kid, isn't he? You can see, he's, if anything, he's the proper, um, he's the poster boy of, of, of boxing saves a life to yeah. me. I think, I think if he wasn't boxing, he would, you know, He'd be living a bad, very, very, very bad life. But, so it's not just, but he's a talent. And he looked, the finish was fantastic. Once he hurts you, you're done. That's the thing with him. And, and but I'm not sure if, well, he's not going to box Josh Taylor because he's on a different network. And, and, and they've all, Ellaby's already said that's not a big, he's not a big enough name or something like that for him, which is ridiculous. It brings nothing to the table. He's got all four belts. It's just like, it's just, it's so. Brings nothing to the table. He's 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 the he's the number one in the division. <laughs> he's exciting to watch. He's never in a bad fight just there. He's never in a bad fight, even when he hasn't performed. He's a good fight. He's always in a good fight to watch. 
Like that's the perfect opponent. If you want to set, if you think Davis can beat him, and you really want to sell him, that's the best. He's the best opponent I have because he'll because he's because Taylor will give it to you. He will go. He will go to whoever has you hit. Taylor will go right at you. And so if you think you can beat him, that's the fight to sell you. That's your coming out party. That's your superstar fight. He won't beat Taylor though. That's what I think. And 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 he's and he's too big. I think Declan, you said on Twitter that you you did manage to come up with three names as uh, possible opponents. Well, it's just th- th- this is the other problem with Davis. I think he still holds about what at one twenty six, so a stone lighter. So can he get a can he get a stone off? Remember, he almost missed the weight against Liam Walsh. I think he had to make it like three times or something. You know, so that ain't going to happen. But you've got like Gary Russell Jr. down there. How how heavy could he go? You know, but he's just too small. Like he's on he's with BBC. Who else have you got? Roly Romero. There's another one. Or Mikey Garcia. I'll tell you what, Mikey Garcia, that's a great yeah. fight. Or Regis Progray, who I believe is a free agent. Or yeah, do you know who else is a free agent? Is Devin Haney. So oh, is he? He's I'm I'm pretty sure he's a free agent now. So like there's some good fights. Like, yeah. let's be honest. And if he's boxing twice a year, that takes care of the next couple of years, kinda. And then and then who knows what the situation will be. Like then someone else might be free agent or someone from DAZN might be there with Showtime. And you know, it's they're great fights, but you just think, well, he ain't going to fight Mikey. Like, they're not going to make that fight. Oh, they're not going to make Regis Progray. It's not going to happen. But that's just the way that now that I'm tuned into thinking about Davis. It's like, that probably won't happen. And it's not his fault. He would fight anyone. I'm sure, like, yeah. he would fight anyone. Whoever they told him to fight, he would do it. But it's the, the problem is behind the scenes. And it's a, clearly a, a, a policy and a, a, just a way, a rule that they're doing with him. Um and you, to be honest, it's so they haven't got to pay anyone big money. They, they, they know they can get opponents that they pay small money and they get they get the bulk of it. And it's just Mayweather all over. And it's like, fair, like that's just the, what they're doing. But Garcia, Pro Great, that, Haney, there you go. They're three amazing fights that are within those parameters. But um, it's still asking a lot to get those ones, isn't it? But this thing about boxing is a business. And all this, yeah. That's what people say. Well, it's the end of the day, it's a business. The end of the day, it's a business. And okay, well, that's true. But... As a as a fan, it's not it's not a business to you. It's a sport, and you want to see the you want to see the fight. So it's you no, know, it's all this is a business, thing. and that's there. That's all people's excuse not to fight each other, and and it's ridiculous. And I just think that if he's if he's getting the big number, if he's getting numbers that Showtime are happy with, then he won't fight. He just and then his management team will keep casting out people that he can beat until a huge name comes comes about where they can cash out. Or he beats and elevates himself up. That's all. That's what will happen. If he's doing the number, I don't know if he's doing the numbers. I don't know what figures are like for these for these fights. You no, know, if they're not good, so at some point they're going to want their money back, aren't they? The, the I can't imagine. Money. I don't know. I can't imagine that him against Barrios is selling big. I just can't. When you think about Ward Kovalev did whatever it was, like two hundred thousand buys or whatever. How is they in a pandemic? How is Davis against Barrios doing the sort of numbers that Showtime require? And then I'm hoping that is when they start going. Sorry, we're going to have to start fighting someone that people have heard of. Yeah. So, so what if, uh, if, you, if he fights Devin Haney? So you've got one. You one guy who's a champion but not really a champion. At, at yeah. Super lightweight against this guy who's a champion but not really a champion at lightweight boxing each other. That's it. But, but who cares about the belts in that fight? Because it's just a great fight, and that's one of those few. Right? Fight, yeah. Who cares? Like, forget them. But that is that is an amazing fight. Doesn't need a belt, and but you just got to look at it now and be like, well, that ain't gonna happen. And that's just the way we are as boxing fans now. <laughs> you mentioned that he's quiet, and you saw at the press conference he didn't say anything. 
about what was next. He, he just automatically deflects any such questions to Floyd Mayweather, who, who then, you know, at, at some point, does, does a fighter not have to speak up a bit? And it was Floyd Mayweather. I'm sure he's done done good by him, but at some point, does he not have to speak up? Well, you would think so. I think that's... It's, it's what sort of got to do with him. I think, you know, if, if they keep him on a, on a, on a leash and sort, you know, if they... If they not bully him himself, if they keep a, 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 their arms around him, then he'll just believe what he's told. But at some point, he's, you'll be thinking, why am I fighting this guy? You know, and you will. And, and also, it depends how much you get to a certain age, you could say how much money he's earning. If he's getting, you know, if he's got enough money now to think, you know, the life I used to, I, I've earned enough now, I'm a rich, I'm a relatively rich man, then he's going to want, well, why am I fighting this guy for this super, super money? That's the point. Or when he starts hearing what other fighters are saying, that's when he's going to start going, hang on. Why am I fighting him? Why am I getting that money? And then they'll ask the question, and then someone will say, "Because you're only fighting X, Y, and Z." And then they'll go, "I don't care. I'll fight anyone." And that's so somewhere down the line, someone will speak. You know, I think you can, you can um, shield the guy forever. You, you can't be the, the, the wall or the buffer between him and the TV station because someone's going to speak to him and say, "Well, no, we're not giving you this because you're only fighting this guy. We want we want you to fight." You know. This huge name, and you don't want to fight him, and you know that's that's when you you start saying, "Well, I, I will fight him." And they go, "We'll speak to your management," and then they that's where things fall out the bed, and people leave people and go other other places for for the lure of a bigger fight and more money. But if he's happy with what he's getting, you trust the people and loyalty and all the rest of it. But loyalty disappears when when huge money's involved. Loyalty on with everyone disappears, and it, it does, and not always in a bad way. I don't mean that you know that you have to fall out with each other it's just the money's so big that you start looking out for yourself and, and that's just human nature I'm afraid yeah so I feel like something's got to give somewhere in that triumvirate of Showtime him and and his management that somewhere somewhere along the line is going to go okay this is not sustainable unless it is unless we're just reading it wrong and it actually is and they do great numbers and it's fine and they're happy with that and Davis is happy with the money he gets paid I'm sure he gets paid handily enough but you would just have to think, where's the me- mega money coming from? So then the questions start coming. And also that rumours that, like, well, not rumours, but over the last, whatever, five, six, seven years that they've, since Davis was signed by Mayweather Promotions, it hasn't been the smoothest relationship. They've had ups and downs. So it's not like, although it looks like a sort of mentor situation, it's far rockier than that, or at least it has been at times. So I think it's... I think it's sort of simmering a bit. And yeah, the question comes, when does Davis start asking questions? And if he's getting paid well for a night like he had last night, then he'll be happy with that for now. Um, he must know that that is not a proper belt and he's not a world champion in that weight class. And then eventually as well, he's not going to be allowed to hold any of the belts that he's got because he was going to start getting mandatories and whatnot. So he'll end up with no belts. He'll end up with no shine, small money compared to his, to it, compared to his peers. And then hopefully... I don't know. Hopefully, it changes. I don't know how old he is. What is he? Twenty? He's early twenties still. You know. So yes, yeah, amazing. Another, he's got another ten years left. But having said that, he's been boxing with that Upton boxing gym since he was like ten or something. So he's got miles on the clock in terms of. I don't mean in terms of damage, but I mean it, he'll get jaded with boxing eventually. I'm sure of yeah. it. Maybe, maybe not. But there'll be a time when he's like, I've had enough, and it, so you don't know how long these people are going to go on. Um, I just hope we get the we get to see the best of him because I feel like he's the most arguably the most exciting fighter on the planet right now, um, and it'd be amazing to see him prove that and 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 show that against someone you know in his sort of 
stature would be that would be the dream but it just seems like a far a far way off at the moment what you can notice with him is that every time he hits somebody even if they don't knock him down and oh, they you just see their eyes go boom they go so wide like whoa i'm not taking another one of those like he, he's frightening with his power he really is and he's so crisp with his punches and the speed and everything so when he when he's aggressive once he's hurt you you're done and, and a world-class finisher like that at any weight, even if he's given away two stones, is always a danger. But at lightweight, super feathering, which he should be, really. But at lightweight, no, he's... Him and, imagine him and Tiafimo Lopez. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. just unbelievable fight. Him and Lomachenko. It's just the weight for him. That's what he makes his name, his legacy, and the money at that weight. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, also, one thing on that is it's not just that, but he also got caught a bit. It was a fun firefight last night. He got, yeah. he's, he's not, it's not that he's vulnerable, but he's happy to get hit here and there. He's not necessarily elusive. And that is what people want to see. Non boxing fans in particular, or casual boxing fans, they want to see a fight. And they got that last night, to be fair. Like, that's the thing. You can't take anything away from it. In terms of entertainment, that's exactly what it was. And that is what makes him so special. And, I don't know. I just hope that in a year's time or whatever, we're not having the same conversation about when's he going to fight someone we want to see him fight. But it's not out of the question, is it? No, we will have to live in hope, which is often in short supply for boxing fans. So next week is a quiet one on the boxing front. So we won't be here at a normal time. We are working on possibly maybe something different. Keep your eyes peeled. At Mirror Fighting on social media and we'll let you know. If we don't, We'll see you back in a couple of weeks' time to review Frank Warren's first show for a while, if I remember correctly. Until then, do take care.